Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. This program is all about helping you thrive in some of the most challenging coaching situations. Our aim is to support you in bringing your coaching to the next level, whether you're new to coaching or you're already an expert professional. Welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Katrina Burhus, and today we have a very special person to interview, and not only that, an original topic. Welcome, Dr. Elena Pezzini. Thank you so much, Dr. Burroughs. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Yes, Elena is not only a, a colleague and a coach, but also a good friend. So Elena, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Katrina. So I am Italian-American. I still have a little bit of accent. And I grew up in Italy for the first 20 years of my life. And then I escaped from home. <laughs> and uh, I came to the U.S. Uh, I'm being a little sarcastic. I came to the U.S. for my education. I did uh, pursue my PhD in psychology. I do come from uh, Northern Italy and specifically from the area where they make the Parmesan, Parmesan cheese, Parmesan cheese. And I know, Katrina, you do love cheese, don't you? <laughs> oh, my goodness, do I love cheese. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. So basically, I grew up in an area that's um, relaxed and maybe a little too quiet for my extroverted taste, uh, full of animals. So animals were my first friends and my very best friends. I could talk to them about anything. They could play with me all the time. They'll never get tired. And so um, I owe my, uh, I have very happy childhood memories of um, playing with animals, all, all sorts of animals. And uh, they are a huge component of my life and my success. And I must say now that uh, you've written a book called Dogs Lovers, and you have the web page that's called dogslovers.org, right? And so that's going to be the topic of our conversation is how animals can be a source of satisfaction, a source of de-stressing and all. So tell us a bit about how pets help executives to have more balance in their life. Thank you so much, Katrina. That's a great question. So uh, I wanted to combine both of my loves, both, both of my passions, which is people and anything about their mind and psychology, especially people in the workplace, which I did um, get my graduate degree in, in industrial organizational psychology, and my passion for, for animals, as I just mentioned. So this is actually my fourth book on the matter, my um, first book is actually my PhD dissertation, all on the human-animal bond, where I did prove scientifically that um, humans, uh, the more they attach in a healthy way to animals, just like they would attach to people and create bonds that last for a lifetime, so the, the more secure the more uh, stable, the more um, bonded is the attachment, the more benefits both the human and the animals have. 
So that was my um, PhD dissertation. On my second book called Success from the Heart, which is a number one bestseller on Amazon next to uh, Elon Musk's book, is actually about animals in the workplace and all their healing, healing powers. So because um, thanks to my... uh, Clients who are all business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs from all over the world, I realized that during stressful times, their uh, best um, stress reliever was actually petting an animal or uh, even volunteering with an animal. Or petting, petting an animal and volunteering time to take them for walks and others. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. And, and somehow their stress level would um, would lower, lower considerably. So there is proven stress reduction with animals in the workplace. Yes. Now, yes. yes, go ahead. Yeah, I could talk about it forever. I'm very passionate about this topic. So with COVID, now we do know that um, we, we end up sharing the same space, both animals and, uh, and our home offices. So... Uh, obviously, animals felt the change as well, and it's a, and I think this topic is very le- relevant even during COVID for uh, for benefits from from all sides. So, what were the changes that the animals and the humans felt during this period of COVID, where they're supposed to uh, live together more intimately? Let's say, correct. So, uh, part of the issue is that humans and animals. Talk, speak a different language, yes? So it's it's understanding each other's language. And that's what I cover in uh, this uh, fourth book called Dogs Lovers, which, by the way, has already come out in Italy at the beginning of COVID and has been a huge success, Yamanti del Cane. I co-wrote this um, book with my veterinarian Italian cousin. Her name is Dr. Ferrari, like your favorite car, uh, Katrina. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so it's even more uh, important now because um, dogs didn't know, you know, don't read the news and don't understand that we are in a pandemic. And all of a sudden, they notice that their uh, owners or uh, caregivers' life has completely changed. Now everybody's home, uh, the rest of the family's home, and they may not understand because they may think, wow, oh no, maybe something's wrong. So they worry unnecessarily, or they may think, wow, it's playtime 24 by seven. <laughs> right. And so there's no productivity. Um, so in this book, we dispel all the myths about a dog's language. Uh, and uh, there is a lot of fun images. I know, Katrina, you got a, a, a pick, a sneak preview of uh, the book. It's a very interactive. There's a lot of fun vignettes and uh, charts and. Um, so tell yeah. us, uh, tell us also a little bit from the book uh, what owners can do to have a more important relationship with their animal, and at the same time have an effect of being a stress deductor? Yes. So stress stress reduction has been proven now by, by a lot of studies in, uh, in humans, thanks to interactive interacting with, um, 
with animals. And the animals can be, like I mentioned, just your own pet, somebody else's pet. It can be an, an animal you're fostering or that you are doing charity work. So it doesn't really have to be your own animal. If you have a bond with any animal or you have a moment of sort of privileged intimacy and by caressing this dog, uh, that is also a, st a stress reductor. Is that correct? Correct. Correct, stress reductor or redu reducer, absolutely. Just like many other things, uh, such as, um, but, uh, you know, movement or art. But it's specifically for, for animals, since they are some other living beings, then the, the benefit is both ways. It's for both the dogs and, for, and the humans at the same time. I wanted to ask you another question. How can you exercise your leadership with animals? I know there's a coaching that's done of how to have a sort of power over a horse or to communicate with the horse where you want him to go. Can you do this the same thing with your dog or your cat? And how can you exercise that leadership? What advice do you give? Absolutely. That's a great question. So the base of this um, statement and premises is that animal end up being on our same frequency. So they look up to us as their leaders, leaders of the pack. And if we don't, as humans, if we don't take leadership, guess what? They're going to assume the role of leadership and they're going to think, wow, now they're, they don't know what to do, so they're going to have to do what I tell them to do. So, um, so animals do become, do get on, onto our same frequency. So if we are worried, guess what? The, the animal or the dog gets worried. If we're happy and relaxed, then guess what? The animal or dog is going to be happy and relaxed. If we are um, agitated, uh, then, uh, and so on and so forth, right? Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So they, they mirror your emotional state. Correct. And something the do dogs do really well, and animals in general, is um, they stay present, which we, we, we hear so much about that but, uh, and how helpful it is for, for human psychology and humans well-being. It, it's actually huge because when we are present, our breathing is uh, normal and therefore all our organs and all our body benefits from that state of um, stillness and well-being, relaxed, right? So that's something animals just do, I don't know, naturally. And humans somehow, we just get so carried away or agitated or become too emotional because we're easily influenced by a bad news, a bad news or um, a phone call or uh, et cetera, et cetera. So although animals do have emotions and do have feelings and absolutely know when we are agitated, they realize their mission, their purpose is uh, there to support you, to be your own best friend. And so by their staying still and breathing regularly and staying present are able to balance us off as, as humans and uh, get us back into that state of relaxation, tranquility, and present moment. Oh, very interesting. And how must you exercise your leadership with, let's say, a dog? Where 
were, can you give concrete examples? Sure. So let's say that um, we go, we go into several examples in the book, actually. Let's say a dog is, um, is uh, a little vicious or aggressive, okay? Normally, normally it's, it's because as leaders, we have, not, we have not trained them well or we've not given them a very specific command. Uh, and so they are misunderstanding us you, as humans. So, so let's say, you know, if a dog is fearful, we'll bite. We'll bite an, a, another person, another kid, a senior, another animal, because it's perceiving our, our human fear and therefore doesn't understand what to do and bites because thinks that uh, that's what he needs to do or they need to do to get on our same frequency. So it's our job as leader to, to stay calm and get back in check and, uh, and, and stay, stay um, centered. Centered. Good. Great word. Thank you. Yeah. So basically you're saying that they mirror your emotions. So if you're pretty aggressive or stressed, the dog will more likely bite or be aggressive as well. Correct. Or it's that you haven't shown enough leadership. So what does that mean? Uh, if a, a dog is maybe coming, is a recent dog and it comes from another home and it is a bit aggressive, uh, how do you tame it to be more aligned to your frequency? Sure. So just like for humans, there is um, training is uh, important and there has to be reinforcement such as rewards uh, and punishments. You know, I'm a big, just like you, a, a big um, proponent of rewards versus punishment. So it's our, it's our way to train to train the dog and we talk about it in uh, in the book so now i am I'm, I'm not a certified dog trainer my um my cousin is but i did teach my cousin thanks to my um, the veterinarian thanks to my training in human psychology how he works in coaching how he works with other humans and the, just like you katrina and your executives um how we basically f build build habits, right? Successful habits, whether it's uh, wake up early, uh, eating healthy, um, et cetera, et cetera. So same with the dog. We can't expect to train a dog and ju in just one uh, occurrence for the dog to, to pick up a new habit and understand it takes a series, a series of consistent training with rewards. Uh, obviously, uh, dogs respond really well to food. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, right. Uh, but also respond well to exercise and respond very well to uh, to love, you know, petting and, and caressing, like you mentioned. So, um, so we can use the same sort of accountability that we use with executives in coaching with with dogs, and that's why my veterinarian cousin and I decided to partner up because, just like in human medicine, in veterinary medicine medical doctors and veterinarian veterinary doctors are not trained in human psychology but guess what dogs are usually owned by a human so it's important that we bridge that gap of language 
and translation and we communicate in a language that I, everybody understands. Veterinarians, doctors, uh, coaches, uh, dog coaches, dog trainers, and also uh, human owners, you know, pet owners. So you also mentioned that uh, there is such a thing as dog yoga. So can you explain a little bit that and maybe at another level, it's sort of like mirroring or creating connection with the dog and its owner? Beautiful. Yes. So I've been part of dog yoga called Doga for now five years and it's actually pretty popular in big cities here in the u.s is very popular in uh, europe as well uh, the netherlands for instance they even do gota which is um, goat yoga with goats go gota <laughs> no really you can do it with chickens even leadership with chickens and uh, yoga with chickens so again because of the same principle that the animals get into our same wavelength and frequency when we are relaxed they are relaxed so if we are in a dog in a yoga pose let's say up dog or down dog the the dog will mirror us in the, the they do it naturally that's why those two movements are called up dog and down dog so big dogs can be uh, a bolster for your head if you do triangle pose etc those type of poses if you have a small dog small breed when you do let's say warrior pose you can lift up the dog and uh, they love it because they feel secure with you. They know they can feel you are relaxed and you're exercising and they're happy to be there with you and share the happiness, that present moment. They do really well. If you go on YouTube and, um, and search for um, Elena Pesini, Doga, some, some, um, uh, you, basically some uh, videos will pop up so you can see and you can search for Doga in your in your uh, city. Now with COVID, I'm sure you can do it online as well. Uh, Fantastic. Via- so, so fun. Anyway, yeah. we're coming to the end of our podcast and I would like, where can people get a hold of you? Beautiful. So a percentage, a big, perc- a big percentage of the proceeds of this book that's coming out this year for the holidays is going to go to charity to help uh, animals in, um, in rescue groups, in shelters and foster homes. So uh, we'll have all the information at um, the nonprofit 501c3 you got the power.org you got the power.org or let's just keep it simple uh, dogslovers.org will have all the information there for you you'll be able to redeem a free session with um, myself and my veterinarian cousin so it's a great gift for the holidays if um, you want to get more relaxed with uh, your animals or without your animals, or perhaps are thinking about getting more involved with pets, adopting one or doing more charity work. And um, it's it's a great skill to have to really understand animals better because it's going to benefit you tremendously. Well, thank you so very much. Thank you for sharing your expertise and your experience with animals. And uh, I encourage everybody to read it and de-stress with animals. What a wonderful thing to do. Thank you very much. 
Thank you, Dr. Bruce. Thanks for listening to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to all future podcasts at excellentexecutivecoaching.com and sign up for monthly newsletters featuring all the latest tips and techniques to bring your coaching to the next level. Join us again soon. And until then, bye for now.